Now, we are here in a series that they've started in last month of Bolt the House. Tell your neighbor and say it with authority. Say, Bolt the House. And then we have a hashtag theme of you are called to belong. Turn to your neighbor, say you are called to belong. Now this is an amazing thing about God. God's unchanging plan for history is to adopt us into his family. God is looking for a family. That's why he created us. If there was no family, we wouldn't be here. Help me, somebody. So let's go to the scripture in Hebrews chapter 2, verse 10. And uh, it's a powerful scripture. And it says something like this. Praise the Lord. Were you at Romans chapter 12? We can put that up quickly also as well. Romans 12, 1 and 2. Uh, Romans 12 and verse 1 and 2. And it says, <laughs> what does it say? It says, praise the Lord. <laughs> Remain at 12. Romans chapter 12. Say Romans. Speak like the Afrikaans. Mums No Romans 12. Okay. Let's go then to <laughs> Hebrews chapter 2.10. Romans 12 says, he says, present your bodies as a living sacrifice. So, I must do it. Say, I must do it. You cannot say, God, uh, will you... Re he said, no, you and I need to represent our bodies as a living sacrifice unto God. And then scripture says, and this is a word we hate, change. Tell your neighbor, say, change. Now, change means that I'm changing from one dimension to another. He says, and uh, because the, the scripture context is, don't be conformed to the world. Will you agree with me? The whole world is in a mess right now. The world is in darkness, and thank God for generators and for a globe. Uh, come on, somebody. The world is in turmoil. I watched last night. I went, and then I went to the bank, and, and that was when the, the, the Springboks was playing at Tiger Valley. That place, nobody must tell me there's a financial shortage in South Africa. Every restaurant, people were standing lines to capacity and where that area was where they watch hundreds of people they didn't care about the cold the rain or money and the Christians by alles het nou al so gekrimp by tone ek dra nummer 9 skoen ek kan nou nummer 7 skoen ansit want is so koud you see, we, have, we are in trouble. The church world are in trouble. I, I'm, I'm telling you, the, the, the man's church is in trouble, not God's church. So we need to move from man's church into God's church. And this is the, the key word that's going to help you. He says, be changed. How? Three levels. So that you may know the good. You first need to discover the good. Then you move into the acceptable. Then you move into the perfect will of God. Three layers that we need to move in. What is God doing right now all over the world? He's getting the attention of the church. We were all supposed to be in the, accept the perfect will of God. So the message just comes through. Pulls you out of that dark hole. Pulls you out of what man's idea is. Pulls you out of man's church. To get you back in God's church. To discover the good. The acceptable. And the perfect will of God. Come on somebody. Now now this is where Paul addressed the Christians. Because and he, when he addressed them in Hebrews chapter 2 verse 10. It says this powerful thing. Because this is God's idea. Say God's idea. Hebrews 2.10. I'm reading from the NCV translation. They will put up another translation there. Okay, there they have. For it was an act worthy of God. It was an act what? 
worthy of God and fitting to the divine nature that he, for whose sake and by whom all things have their existence, in other words, in we exist by God. And through God, whom all things have their existence in bringing many sons into glory, should make the pioneer of their salvation perfect, should bring to maturity the human experience necessary to be perfectly equipped for his office as high priest through suffering. Let me read the NCB translation. It says... God is the one who made all things. Hallelujah. And all things are for his glory. He wanted to have many children share his glory. That's what that scripture means, what we've been reading. So in other words, God did not call you no more orphans, no more street children in the kingdom. Come on, no more prodigals, no more the older brother syndrome. It was God. You belong to God. The scripture explained to us, you and I are God's property. And until you get that truth in your life, you will live haphazardly. You will go through life. You will go through rejection. And nobody likes rejection. And you will live like an orphan or a stepchild or a street child of the Lord and always accuse God. Well, God wants you to know he's the one who made all things. And all things are for his glory. He wanted to have many children share his glory. So this is a powerful thing. But God called us to be part of a family. Help me somebody. So the, 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 the first calling in my life is that God can just love me. God just wants you to sit that he can love you. I, I love my children. I love my grandchildren. And, and it's just to love them. To do something for them. I do it because I do it out of love. And this is phenomenal. Uh, you know, as they grow up, the grandchildren you see and all the things. And you can do something that make them feel worthy. Because why? They part of the family to share in the glory of the. It's how much more God. This is the powerful thing. So. My second purpose in life, my mission, why I am here is God called us not only to believe. Everybody said I, they believe something, but it is to belong, to belong, to belong. So <laughs> Ephesians 1.5 says this powerful thing. He says, for he foreordained us. Planned you long before your parents even existed. He destined us, planned in love for us. You see, this is how you came into the world. He planned in love for us to be adopted, to revealed as his, as his own, as his own children, not that orphan, not that stepchild, as his own children through Jesus Christ in accordance with the purpose of his will. It's in accordance why God did this. It's in accordance with the purpose of his will because it pleased him and was his kind intent. Now, this translation of the New Living Translation says, his unchanging plan has always been to adopt us into his own family. By bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. That means you are called to belong. You can never make it on your own. Why many ministries failed and big preachers failed. It's because they try it on their own. While we are called to be part of a family. Come on somebody. That's God's original intent. Is that 
God decided this. It's God's willing. His unchanging plan is this, that to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. This is so powerful because if I am called to belong and God's family is called the church. God's family is called the church. 1 Timothy, Paul was addressing Timothy. 1 Timothy chapter 3 from verse 14 to 15. It says, I'm writing to you, although I hope to come to you before long. I'm writing these instructions to you so that if I am detained, you may know how people ought to conduct themselves in the household of God. Who says the Afrikaans. Which is, which is, not maybe it's going to be or it was, which is the church of the living God, the pillar and stay the prop and support of the truth. I've got another translation to read to you here about this, that his church is called, he says, the NCV, I'm writing to you so that you will know how to live in the family of God. There's a way. Now, if you know how I raised my children, that was the way because I was raised uh, that way. But when you just let all the children just do what they want to do and go when they want to go and come when they want to come and mess like they, what mess family will that be? Help me. Now God is a God of divine order. Come on people. He says, I'm writing to you so you will know how to live in the family of God. That family is the church of the living God, have you seen when Jews goes to their, what do they call it? Synagogue. When the Muslims goes to their mosque, did you see the respect? We as Christians just... Wish he wants to finish now. They close the mosque on the end of the month that day. And every Friday between 12 and 3, they don't care about money making, don't care about business, even if they worship a dead God. You see, that's why we need to get the wisdom from the world. Because to see how they operate and the Christian life is sometimes so slapdash. We're in trouble. Now listen what it says. He says that family is the church of the living God, the support and the foundation of the truth. So God's family is called the church. Just hold on there. Because there's false teachings in the Western Cape. And this is the breeding place of all these unjust stuff that the local church now is the prostitute of the book of revelation people who reason like that or the local church doesn't exist it was a man-made thing no what did we read here to whom was the letter addressed to the church of ephesus a mailman appeared with a ship on the the, the continent of asia to deliver seven letters and each letter was addressed to the church, the local church. It was local churches of Ephesus, of Smyrna, of Laodicea. And you see, this is where a lot of people miss it because they say, no, a global church. If there's no local church, there cannot be a global church. And if you say, oh, I have the revelation of the global. If you don't have the revelation of the local if you don't belong to the local, you cannot belong to the global. And that's the Bible. 
not me telling you this is not a love no thing. It's the scripture thing. Come on, somebody. So my, my calling in this life is I am called to belong to his church, his family. Because in Ephesians, when he was addressed, the Christians in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 19, living Bible, it says this powerful thing. It says, so now you are no longer visitors or strangers. That's the ICB translation. Now you are citizens together with God's holy people. He says, you belong to God's own household. We have discovered this morning, I don't belong to myself. I belong to God. Now I belong to the family of God. Help me. Because the Amplified says, therefore you are no longer outsiders, exiles, migrants, aliens. Huh? You didn't arrive here with a UFO. He says, you are no longer all these things, but you are not excluded from the right of citizens. But you now share citizenship with the saints, God's own people, consecrated and set apart for himself, and you belong to God's own household. There's certain words you can underline in that scripture. Listen, you belong to God's family, to God's own household. That's my second mission of my life is to be long. Come on, people. If I don't understand, I was designed by God, created by God to be part of God's family. My word and this family of God will outlive your natural family. Because in our natural family, children grow up and they move away and they get married and they have children and they immigrate to another nations and people dying on you. But your spiritual family remain forever. And that's the ones you're going to spend eternity with, is with your spiritual family called the church. Help me, somebody. Because we are in trouble if we don't understand. Uh, John was on the Isle of Patmos. He was a phenomenal disciple of Jesus. They boiled him in oil to kill him because of the gospel's sake. He didn't die. Then they banned him to the island of Patmos where there's scorpions and snakes and all kinds of creatures. John didn't sit there and lick his wounds and say, poor me. Why me, Lord? What have I ever done to deserve even? Tell me, Lord. Now, if you know that song, you must be Tasha's age because that song came out in 1977, I think. And the Christians, when I'm preaching churches at that time, they say, we have an item. And when they pick up the guitar and they start, why me, Lord? Then I know this person and church is in trouble. Because they live in a false identity of, excuse me, that I am alive. Help me. Because when John was on the Isle of Patmos, he heard the voice. The book of Revelation 2. He turned around to see what voice spoke to him. And John says, I saw seven candlesticks, golden candlesticks. The churches, the congregations. He first saw the golden candlesticks before he saw Jesus. He said, then I saw the Son of Man walking amongst them or the Son of God. So if you want a full revelation of Jesus, you first need to have a revelation of the church. Because a church is not a building we go to. 
It's a family we belong to. We gather in the building. That's why we have instruction out of God's word, inspired by the Holy Spirit. Don't neglect the gathering of the saints. Finish and claw. Because Brother Duvay and Sister Pillow cannot give you when you are in the gathering of the saints. Think if my hands is separate from my body. If you take your eye out, your eye has no use in this life. If it's not connected to the body. You can break your foot off. And put the foot there and say, oh, I have beautiful feet. That foot will start decaying and rot. Because it can only function when it's connected to the body. And this is the Bible. Tell and explain to us. Because family, God never called you to live as a stranger. To be an island there somewhere and say, I'm going to make it on my own. Because you're going to be in trouble. Do you know what's the greatest pandemic in the world? I went to the doctor for my six months checkup uh, last this past week. And he said, the greatest new enemy is now swine flu. He sent somebody to hospital. He's on the oxygen machines. And he said, COVID is gone. And he said, this monkeypox. Now, if you've got my age and maybe a bit younger, we were all had that thing when the pox was here. So we cannot get it, he told me. But the world is always focused on what's the next move. Move it, move it, move it. You see, because we are people who love brands. Some of you sit here with Zara. You advertise for Zara. And for Billabong. Is that still going? Always 21. Forever 21. Or uh, Nike. You know, we, we advertise because... They should pay you because you walk as the advertisement for them. Because we put our trust in things, in a false identity. That's why some people look like Michael Jackson, and then you have Elvis, Preslap, and because our identity, we put it in something. Some people think they're smart if they can drive a Mercedes or a BMW. All what BMW stands for is a Blick mit Wille. Or an Opel. Opa And we put our identity in a Ford Mustang or in a Rolls Royce or in a man, a car. And I have a Mercedes. It's just the thing that takes you from point A to point B. Doesn't change any status. Help me, somebody. Now I've got an old one. It's got 285,000 kilometers on. And I think it's 2007. So how many years? 14 years old, maybe. But that's not where my identity is. My identity in something new. Now, we don't want to get in the identity thing because that's part of the stuff that we're going to discover when we belong to God's family. He said, I'm writing to you so that you will know how to live in the family of God. That family is the church. He says, write to the angel of the church. And then John comes and he explains. He said, the seven golden candlesticks is the seven churches in Asia. And the seven angels are the pastors, the leaders, the shepherd of that church. So the local church is very important. It's where 
God's people gather. They are a family. They are joined together. They part of each other. The devil wants everything to stand loose. You know. And this is not God's way of doing. Because there's power in unity. One will set a thousand to flee. Two, ten thousand. Can you imagine when a thousand and two thousand and a hundred and ten people came together. The force of withstanding the forces of darkness. That's why the church lost the impact. Now, not this church, because I refuse. I said, we're going to be a church of impact. Jesus' whole ministry was about impact. So I'm called to belong because the words you hear and heard here was church and family this morning. Come on, family, help me. Because he says in Romans chapter 1, 6, New Living Translation, you are amongst those who have been called to belong to Jesus Christ. That's why scripture calls you an heir of God and a joint heir with Jesus. He says, and this includes you. Turn to somebody, say it includes you. Turn to an empty chair and say, even you that's going to sit here on this chair, it includes you. Hallelujah. Hey, listen, you are called of Jesus Christ and invited as you are to belong to him. We live if we belong to ourselves. Oh, my wife and my husband and my children. No, God only use your parents to get you on the face of the earth. He use you to produce children if you have so that they can be on the face. That's just the avenue that God use. But you never belong to them. You belong to God. Tell somebody, say, I'm God's property. Say, I'm God's property. I don't belong to myself. You see, when the, the biggest need we have this moment is to de get delivered from ourselves. Because we as ourselves made that ourselves more harm than what any witch doctor, Satanist, false teaching or anything could do. Because we start believing a lie instead of truth. And that's why Paul was serious to the church in Rome. He says, be changed. A word we hate. So that you can know God's good will is he wants you to walk in complete health. He wants you to be prosperous in every area of your life. He wants you to be happy and full of joy. Because the Holy Spirit, listen, is what, what is it? What is that you have inside of you? Joy? Peace? Come on. You see this in righteousness. So this is what God wants you to have. Is to enjoy life while you are alive. Most people hate their lives. Help me. There's three yas. And a soft something there out of the dark. It's something very soft. Because we battle to understand you God's property. The devil has no right on you. The only right he has is what I allow him to have. Now let me come in and I finish very well good this morning. Because family, you are those who have been called to belong to Jesus Christ. Now the church is called a Greek word ecclesia. It means called out once. You are called out of the world. You are called out of the system of the world. You are called out of the worldly think patterns. So that you can represent the kingdom of God. Think like God. Because he who controls your mind controls your life. And if I don't have the mind of Christ, I will be in big trouble. Because what did we say is the pandemic is lonesomeness. People are lonesome. They're hurting. If you know how many believers I get in contact with that have all the same story. They oppress, depress, they have anxiety and fear. And you sit here this morning. And you say, I don't know how to get out of this mode that I'm in. 
Here is the antidote. We must make a decision to belong again. The day when you get married and you say, I do. Nobody forced you. You made a choice. You made a choice. That you're going to stay there for better, for worse, for whatever. You made a choice. Life is made out of choices. The Holy Spirit's not going to hit you with a cricket bat here this morning. Or let the roof fall on your head and say that's the sign you need to belong. God brings you in conviction by his word and his spirit to make the choice. I'm going to be part of a family. The problem is we don't want to be. We say we're part of the ecclesia, the called out ones. But we're not planted. We are potted. That's why we have bonsai Christians. You're supposed to be a giant. Then you look like this midget. Did you see that bonsai? They bear lemons the size. The grape you need to look through a magnifier glass. They were supposed to produce a harvest. Because... It's in the planting. And this is what the Bible tells us. These things are no longer preached in the church world. Because they say it's institution. It's man-made. No! How many scriptures can I give you more to help you to understand that Jesus is the head of his church. We are his body. It's the ecclesia, the called out ones. That's why I said church is not a program. It's not an event. It's not a concert. It's a family. You need a family. If you came in this world without a person, without a family, you're really from some planet. A girl asked me to come and see her and she got pregnant. And she said, this was done by the Holy Spirit. And I looked at her. And I said, hello Mary. Can you imagine? God's truth. She said, I had no man. She was going on with the story. And then her father told me how it happened. Because he confronted the boyfriend. I promise you, it was not the Holy Spirit. People live in this lala world. And we forget about the reality of scripture. That we are his body. We're part of each other. We belong to God. If I want to live, if that I just don't belong to God, that's why the devil has a heyday with believers. He walks around. He is not a roaring lion. He walks around like a roaring lion to see him whom he can devour. Now, I'm not going to get finished with this, but I'm going to end with this because you need to understand the local church is a golden candlestick before God. Zechariah had a vision. And he saw the candlestick, the same candlestick, and how the oil was flowing from the olive trees to feed the light, the Holy Spirit. That's why we cannot be without the Holy Spirit and his word. If you have only word, you dry up. If you only have spirit, you blow up. You're out of balance. But when you have the spirit and the word, you'll grow up. That's God's word is balance. That's why there's 12 hours day, 12 hours night. That's why there's seven days a week. That's why there's 12 months a year. Come on, somebody. God is in divine order. Four seasons in a year except in Cape Town. Because God designed you to belong. Satan wants you to be separated. That's why the wise Solomon came. He said, he who separates himself willfully 
will take no wise counsel. He becomes a fool. That's the Bible. I can read it to you right now. And when people come with a God card, God told me my time is over. I said, what nonsense. God knows the end from the beginning. God has a great plan. He doesn't plan for you to be a bunny and jump from one church meeting to the other one, from one prophet to the other one. That's why you are so prophet. And I believe in prophets. I can prophesy myself. But we run. And we're not planted. And if you're not planted, you cannot produce. So quickly the five benefits. Number one, and we go next week through each one of them. Number one, because when I belong to God's, the benefit of belonging to God's family, to be part of the church. Listen, number one, in God's family, I find my true identity. I don't need to wear a yaminkaiki. And have a thing in front of my head to say, if my identity is in things, I mention cars and clothes, then I'm in trouble. Because the, 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 the fashion change. I popped in at Zara's this week. I thought, dear Jesus, and I have a few Jara. Zara, Zara stuff that somebody bought me, and I thought, and I think I gave Matthew a few shirts of Zara, and I think, dear Jesus, who can afford those clothes here? I saw the same one with a, just a different Pep Store tag in Pep Store, same material, but it's thousands more expensive. I must wear Zara. I must have, I sat in this conference and I was the main keynote speaker and afterwards, you know, they have tea and whatever. And instead of talking about the miracles and the salvations and the power of God, the one guy said, my shoes are more expensive than your car monthly payment. And I looked at his shoes and I looked at mine the same shoe. Mine comes from China, Chinatown. Mine can speak Chinese when you walk. It goes, <laughs> you know, the noises it makes. Same shoe. He said, it's Italian made. I thought, if you lift up the little tongue there, it says made in China. But people's identities and the wrong things. And I'm not saying having not nice clothes. And I have nice clothes and whatever. But what I'm saying is, don't make your identity in it. You know, how do I know the, sh the shark is from Durban or from Cape Town? The one with the gold. Durban. Unarchi. The one without the teeth in front. Cape Town. Hey, Melani. You see, people, don't put your identity in the wrong thing. Our identity must be in Jesus. He's the perfect model, the example. Now, I'm not against gold, and I'm not against if you don't have teeth. I have a bottle full there at the back that you can choose your new teeth for you. But this is the thing. You find your true identity. The Bible also calls... Us, the temple of God then I am supported by others because you need toes and you say well my toe that's why I'm hiding it let somebody just step on your ingrow toenail or on your bunion you'll grab that foot and you jump up and down and you speak in tongues that you haven't used before you use it before your salvation you're in the weather because every part of our body is important. The small toe. That toe, that piggyback on the other one that nobody see. You know, the toe next to your big toe is longer than every other toe in your foot. That's why we wear these shoes that that toe can fit in right in the tip of that shoe. You know. You go to these Asian pedicures. Vienna myself went for a 
what was the manicure thing there in America? That lady, she cut in life. And then they go, hoinky chunky chunky chunky. She said, now, that two albinos from Africa, that's here. Look how ugly their fingernails look. They talk with each other. If you ever go again, watch, they talk. And then they say, this woman, look at her toes, looks like Cook's sisters. This ugly toenail she so I said, they gossip there. But we want to look smart, our identity. Now, I'm not saying don't do it. I say do it. Do whatever you want to do. But your identity must be in him because you are called a temple. Number three, in Christ's body, why do I need to be part? I discover my value. My value. A few months ago, I had a sea scare and and then suddenly, a body part that you don't even see becomes valuable to you. Because then you realize, my word, he has traveled in paradise. You never think about that. So you, all of us, you learn your value. You learn to value other people. I never look down to people. I believe in people. And this is the phenomenal thing. The, the, the next thing is, I discover my value. And then number four, I'm part of the flock of God. The good shepherd. Jesus is the shepherd. And he said, you are my sheep. Look at somebody say, <laughs> we part, we are, we are called numerous things. If the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. But it comes all down to one thing. We belong to each other. That's the local church. That's the, my word. And number five, I'm in God's garden. My life becomes productive. My life is not productive on my own. I will be limited in everything. I'm not afraid when I preach and uh, or pastors here, and they did an excellent job while I was not here. Uh, actually, for a fact, the church does better when I'm not here. I went to preach at Big Lofdal, and uh, a few years ago, because I hardly preached there, and um, then after the sermon, a gentleman came to me after the service, and he said, when are you going again? Elderly gentleman, I said, going, I just came. He said, no, I listen to your daughter all the time, and I listen to you this morning. She does a much better job than you. You can go. We don't need you here. I said, shake my hand. He said, you're not angry. I said, no, you just made my day. I know then I've done something right. So when the, I am not, I am here to support. Come on, people. Because this is the key words for us. God's unchanging plan for the history of the world is to adopt us so that we will be part of his family called his church. And when we're part of this church, some of you sit here, you say, well, I'm coming here. It's time to be planted, to become part of the family. Because you cannot be a part. You go and the doctor said, I'm going to give you a heart transplant. And they show you an artificial heart. That heart doesn't mean anything until it's inside the chest. And connected with every artery and vein before it can function. Because we live in a world that's loose standing. People don't get married, they shack up. They don't, they do business and it's dishonest. And they, they don't work. Pastor Jeff and myself were talking. He said from 35 down, the people he worked with, no responsibility. 65% of our nation from the age of 18 till 35 are without jobs in this nation. So we live in a world with all the media, with all the connections, with all the internet, with all the gaming, with everything. People are lonesome. They hang themselves, they commit suicide, they cut. I've seen how many people in America, they cut themselves just to feel something, to get rid of the pain. And I say, where is the other believers 
that we hear. If one suffer in the body, then all of us suffer. And it's time to love the church. You said, I love the bridegroom, but I hate his wife. I love Jesus, but I cannot stand his church. It's like tell a man, I like you, but I don't like your wife. And he's not going to be happy with that. The picture needs to change. Uncle Don Leonard, and if you watch Afrikaans movies, he played, he stayed in our home. And one day he sat the teeth out of the mouth and he said, oh God, I feel so sorry for you. I said, why Uncle Don? He said, Jesus must present a bride to the father and all what he can present is one with false eyelashes, a wig that skew and varicose veins that looks like host pipes here next to her legs because she's in such a condition. God is, <laughs> he wants us to understand when we care and love for each other. Because scripture says this, and the people who's going to serve the communion, musicians come, listen family. What we need to discover, Jesus made a statement. He didn't say, Gustav, because you can preach and tell a few jokes, you're good. He didn't say the world will know you. How good you can prophesy. Ooh, that prophet, he's... Now they've got different names for the prophets. It's forensic prophets. And I see there's no governor prophets. That's all nonsense. Fed up with these rubbish that's going on. We're vessels of honor unto God. Oh, there's a chief apostle. What rubbish is this? Paul says, I, the servant of the Lord, the apostle. If somebody's not a servant and he titles himself because their identity lies in these things, they see it positional while everything with God is functional. If you see, if I see myself as a pastor, as positional, I'm the big shot here, then I'm in trouble. It must be functional to equip the saints for the work of the ministry. And Jesus made the statement, he said, by this, this is the sign that the world, the sinner, the Muslim, the Hindu, the Kindu, the Turkey, the bull, the cow, whatever you want to call what they worship, will see that you are my disciples by your love, one for another. Love. 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 You don't look at your big toe and you say, where's the axe? I'm going to cut you off today because I'm so angry with you. No. The doctor said, that toenail, I'm going to pull it out. You say, who is my toe going to look ugly? Women especially, can I ever walk with open sandals again? It's a nail, but it's important. By this shall all men know that you are my disciples because of your love. What Jesus did, he gave his blood to redeem you, to purchase you, to make you part of the family. When my natural family failed me, it was the spiritual family that stuck with me through thick and thin. That's why we need each other. When one suffers in the body, all suffer. You have a headache and you say, come on, I'm not going to be moved by my headache. I'm going to do this. And then you take the drill and start drilling or take the hammer and you start working. While it sounds like a hammer hit, do you do that? No, you get in the bed. It's not your legs that's sore or your back. It's your head. You say, oh, Jesus, two half potatoes with a, vinegar <laughs> wrap around your head say oh, my headache was so t I could why because some part in your body suffer help me and this is what God speak to us we body parts we belong to each other 
we need each other. You can have a 2,000 uh, piece puzzle and you can pack everything and then you discover the last piece is not there. So which part is the most important part? The one that's missed. That's why we must see where's our brothers and sisters. Get them out of the pajama anointing and the hot blanket and the warm water bag and stay in bed and because life is too short. And this morning, while we take part in the communion, that we all say, God, I connect myself to what you want me to be. I hand over my will to you because it's our will that's in the way. I hated this town. That's how I know how important is the place and the time where God puts us. I took a calling to Marian Tal AFM. Ach yes, amal gaan sam. I sat with the vice chairman and he tells me everything that they're going to give me. Benefits like I never had before. And as I walk in the foyer of that church in Mariantala, I heard the voice of the Lord. What do you think you're doing here? Was with authority. And I sent somebody, Herman was playing the organ and there was other people with me. I said, when I say amen tonight, jump in the car. I'm not sleeping in this town. I don't want a check from them. I want nothing from them. I said, I am in big trouble with God because I am not in my mind where God wants me to be. And that's what I've learned. Psalm 92. If you're not planted in the house, you cannot flourish. You will get old and then you will not be like new and young. You will not have strength. And I've seen that over and over and over in life. That's why with his blood, the world, when you go to AA, Alcoholic Anonymous, you stand up there, you say, I am an alcoholic. But when you come to Jesus, you don't have that. You say, I was an alcoholic. I am now a child of God. I'm a citizen of heaven. I belong to the kingdom of God. I am forgiven. I'm washed in the blood. I have a new identity. Come on, somebody. And this is what the church is. Where you develop your new identity as a champion, an overcomer. Thank you. Thank you. It was in that night when the Lord Jesus Christ took the bread and he broke it. And he said, this is my body. I have given for you. The bread is the symbol this morning. He took all your sicknesses, all your diseases, all your faults, all your mistakes. What God is doing, and he did it in the first service also. He set the captive free. You don't need to walk with guilt about the past and wrong choices and whatever you went through. You can walk with liberty because of his blood and his body. Took every sickness on him, every sin every weakness, every situation he paid for, he paid the price and he took it and he said it's my body that I gave share it with somebody a piece wherever you are to say we are part of each other we are part of each other We are part of each other. We are part of each other. We are part. We are part. We are part of each other. Oh, Jesus. Share it with each other. Jesus said, He said, eat. This is the symbol of my body. The symbol. If you've got sickness, disease, any condition you need a breakthrough this is your morning for your breakthrough if you're not planted this is the morning to get planted in the house come on 
so that you can move. Took the cup after the meal. And he said, this cup presents my blood. It's the New Testament. The New Testament. You see, you can walk in the new covenant. It's not to say you live in the kingdom. When do I live in the kingdom? When I do what God instructs me to do. Preach the kingdom. Go and make disciples. Win the lost for any cost. Because when Jesus' blood was shed, the old covenant went out, nullified. The new covenant came in. And he preached the kingdom. Disciples preached the kingdom. Righteous living. Right standing with God. You are an overcomer. You are healed. God wants you to walk in complete victory. You have overcome by what? The blood of the Lamb and the word of my testimony. He gave it so that you can be saved. If you don't know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, ask somebody next to you, say, do you know Jesus? I'm not asking, are you a church goer, a church member? Did you give your life to Christ? Because belonging also means to be baptized. That's the symbol. That's the trademark. The day of Pentecost, when Peter stood up, 3,000 people came. What must we do to be saved? He said, repent and be baptized. That's why baptism is important. So this morning, whatever you go through, this is your victory morning. Say, this is my victory morning. Say it by faith. Say, this is my victory morning. I take my victory. If you need prayer, stand to your feet right now in the name of Jesus. I don't care whatever you may need. Just reach out this morning. I don't care, our viewers, whatever you face this morning. Nothing is impossible with God. If you need a healing in your body, there's healing virtue that's flowing. If you need to be set free, there's freedom in the house. If you need any prayer, just stand to your feet right now. Anybody. This is the most healthy people I've ever prayed for. Those of you who are sitting, walk to somebody who's standing. They need a breakthrough. They need a financial breakthrough. They need a healing in their body. They need the restoration of stuff. In the name of Jesus, the loving Christ, come and lay your hands on them. Lay your hands on them. Lay your hands on somebody. Please, there's people standing. Nobody must stand alone. Just come pray with them. There's somebody standing. Go and lay your hands. We are a many-member body. Jesus.
Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Say, ha ha, devil. I've heard the word of the Lord and I'm set free this morning. I'm set free. Say, I am planted, not potted, in Jesus' name. Amen. Father God, we just thank you for what you are doing in this house this morning. And we know that your word will not return to you void, Father. Because we are free, Father. We are free from guilt. We are free from the attack of the enemy, Father God. We are free from the lies of the enemy. Father, thank you for this word that went out this morning. And thank you that we are planted and not potted, Father. In the house of the Lord, Father. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. And as you leave those doors, you are entering your mission field. Amen.